You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey gang, it's Sean back at you here with another exciting episode of The Soul Forge. And with me today, who do we have? Heather. And where do we know you from? Other episodes. <laughs> this is true. Yes, you were the first guest on the podcast back on episode... 13 or 14. I can never remember which one is which. Oh my, I'm not going to be able to answer that for you. Nope, nope, and that's okay. A long okay. time ago. A long time ago. The first guest. Yep. Uh, other than the interview I did with my brothers, which was the preceding or following episode. Can't remember which. And that one was awesome. So if people haven't, they need to check that one out. Well, they should definitely both listen to 13 and 14. And then we also uh, recently had you on an episode, uh, Let's Talk Mental Health for uh, Bell Let's Talk Day. Yes. And here you are again. Look at that. Right? Like a bad penny, you keep turning up. Haha. <laughs> and of course, we mentioned you last week on the Envy Jealousy episode when you sent us a text. Yes. You're never far from the podcast, Heather. Nope. It's good to have you back. Thank you. Hey, well, you're welcome. And thank you as well. And moving right along into the podcast, I think what we need to do, we actually got a listener email. Really? Yes. Awesome. Do you know how exciting this is for me? Very? Yes, because all I ever want is a little bit of feedback, and I got some. Yay! So I'm going to go ahead and just read it. Sounds great. I already uh, sent her a message back and asked her if it was okay, and she said, sure. So here goes. Hi, I'm not sure how to start or what to say. Thank you for the episode on suicide. People just don't want to talk about it or want to talk about it like it's shameful or sinful. I have been at my lowest lows in the last two years. It's so difficult to climb back out. I'm trying to listen to positive things to keep me motivated and enjoying life. Your podcast is so amazing. I can't do the, just get up, grab life by the podcasts, or the ones that wallow. You motivate in the right, balanced way. I don't know if I'm getting it all across, but I appreciate Tracy's openness and your willingness to listen to her. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and soul, Vanda. Or Vanda. I'm not sure how you say it. It's V-A-N-D-A. And it's kind of like my last name, so it's even better. Uh, but yes, I think she did a great job in this email. It uh, pretty much sums up exactly what I've set out to do with the podcast. Not wallow. Not wallow, no. C- kind of motivate. Share my stories. Talk about things that are difficult to talk about. Tracy did the same thing with her episode. And you did it with your episode. And that's why I have guests on. Because I, I don't have all the experiences, right? <laughs> so it's always good. And uh, let's see what else she said here. She said... Um, I don't know if I'm getting it all across, but, and she is. She got it perfectly across. It's exactly what I've been looking for since I started the podcast back in, what, July of 2017. So it's very rare when we get an email. It's so much appreciated. 
you know what it's like to get feedback. Yes. It's important. It's important. It definitely is. Yeah. So the funny thing is, I was thinking, am I shouting into the void? Are people listening? Does anybody even care about this podcast? And I've been feeling like nobody has. And every once in a while, somebody will make a nice comment on the Facebook page or an email like this will come along. And it's like, okay. There's a reason why you're doing it. There's a reason why I'm doing it. We're making a difference here, however small it may be, but an important thing anyway. And, and the fact that we motivate in the right way, that, that made me smile. And so it should. That's yeah. an awesome email. That is a fantastic email. And uh, we, we talked back and forth on email a little bit. She has her own podcast, uh, which she asked me to guest on. It's some kind of a sports podcast. She said, you don't need to know anything about sports. Well, that's good. So I, I'm looking forward to uh, whenever we get that guest spot going on. Awesome. It's always great to make connections. It is. In podcast land. So that brings us to our topic this week. Speaking of voids. Speaking of voids. Because uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, all right. I, I'm feeling all alone here. Am yeah. I? I don't know. And then this email comes up just when I needed it. So that got me thinking. Loneliness. What is loneliness? Does everybody experience loneliness? What are the types of loneliness that you might feel? Do we experience them the same? That's exactly right. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. And, uh, well, the title of the episode is Existential Loneliness. When I asked you to be on the show, I, I was just like, let's talk about loneliness. And they were like, okay. And then I said, how about existential loneliness? And I didn't even know if that was a thing. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I need to Google it. You Googled it. And so we got a definition here. So I'll just read the thing. Uh, existential loneliness is a new concept in existential philosophy and psychology. This sense of emptiness and void is really a problem within each person, not a lack of meaningful relationships. But we are very familiar with beliefs about loving relationships, so we often believe that our deep deficiency is an interpersonal problem. But existential loneliness is deeper than either, one, the absence of a specific person we love, or two, the lack of any meaningful connection with others. Because existential loneliness is so easy to confuse with problems of love or problems of having no relationships, we might spend a few years of our lives struggling with existential loneliness using methods that are appropriate only for interpersonal relations. What that basically tells me is that you're missing something deep within your soul. Yes, we have a hole. There, and we all have a hole. <laughs> everybody has a hole. There is a hole in your mind. And uh, it says here further in this... Uh, article that I found online, we might discover that no matter how good our personal relationships are, we still feel empty and lonesome. If so, perhaps we're really struggling with our existential malaise disguised as a complex of problems in personal relationships. So existential malaise, that's like a deep sadness or something like that, I'm right? turning 40. Yeah. Yeah, because we recently turned 40 not too long ago. Yeah. 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 40 wasn't bad, but 30 was horrendous for me. 20 was bad for me. Was it? Yes. Because mm. then I had to be an adult and grow up. It's what happens at 20. I didn't go to university. You didn't go to university? No. So you were off learning and I was... enjoying, enjoying life, and I was thinking about what I was going to do. <laughs> university was the best of times. University was the worst of times. I'll tell you what. It, it. I could tell you stories about that. Maybe sometime I will. I haven't done a podcast about my university experiences. That's a good idea for an upcoming episode, Heather. It is. It is. But... Uh, before we get into the different types of loneliness, as we do, let's play a podcast promo for another podcast here on the ESO Network. That sounds awesome. Dragons do not do well in captivity. How do you know this? That's what I do. I podcast. 
and I know things. Hi, I'm Robin Paris from The Room, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Hello, this is Grant Kirkup. I'm famous for saying Ubinaka and Ikabokum, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. All right, so that is a podcast that my brothers and sisters here on the ESO Network produce. It's worth checking it out. That's right, it's fantastic. Uh, I love my ESO brothers and sisters. So, let's get into the seven types of loneliness. First of all, we've got what we call new situation loneliness. And they describe it here as you've moved to a new city where you don't know anyone, or you've started a new job, or you've started at a school full of unfamiliar faces. You're lonely. I was lonely. Yes, I find this awkward. This is awkward loneliness. Right? Yeah, it's when you don't know how to fix it. (laughs) Have you had this type before? Uh, Yes. When I moved to uh, Montreal, I found it really hard to make friends. One, because of the language. I'm not a very outgoing person. And they're French. And they're French. And And you're not. No, I'm not. And when you meet people, it's not like when you're a kid and you're just like, hey, let's be friends, because then you'd look crazy. Yes. So, yeah, I found it really difficult. Hello? Do you want to come out and play? (laughs) Yeah, you can't really do that. Yeah, no. Are there any kids here? (laughs) No. No. Yeah. So, I've had new situation loneliness. When I moved up here to Timmins uh, almost 16 years ago, at the end of this month, actually, um... I transferred up from North Bay at the call center to the call center here in Timmins. And the only person I knew at the call center was my girlfriend at the time, Lynn, from episode 39. And uh, it was lonely. And <laughs> I, I, I didn't have a class that I trained with because I, I was already familiar with the product. So I didn't have that month of bonding and companionship oh. with all the other people. So I didn't have like a frame of reference and I was just the new guy. And nobody knew who I was. Oh, you're, you're Lynn's uh, boyfriend. Okay. But I didn't know anybody. That's hard to meet people when you're just associated as the boyfriend. Yeah, it is. And it was a, it was a new city. And sure, Renee was here. Good thing. So I had a friend who had already moved up here the previous year. But did he let you do that? Renee. <laughs> I know, I know. Friggin I'm Renee. happy he did, though. Yeah, because we wouldn't have met otherwise. Correct. And our loneliness would be that much greater if we didn't know each other, Heather. Yes. That yes, much no. greater. We didn't. We wouldn't know why. Can we say that much more dramatic? I don't think we can. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So, new situation <laughs> loneliness. Going to a new school, a new city, new job. We, we've all mm. experienced that. It, you, like, you don't have your familiars. Mm. So, that's sadness yeah. and lonely. And lonely. No mm. home base. Two, I'm different loneliness. And Psychology Today describes it as, you're in a place that's not familiar, but you feel different from other people in an important way that makes you feel isolated. Maybe your faith is really important to you, and the people around you don't share that, or vice versa. Maybe everyone loves doing outdoor activities, but you don't, or vice versa. It feels hard to connect with others about the things you find important. Or maybe you're just hit with the loneliness that hits all of us sometimes. The loneliness that's part of the human condition. I was lonely. This is my life. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I guess I've just been lonely all my life, and Aww, I didn't know it. Man. You know, I, I've never felt like I really fit in anywhere, so... No? So, no. so you feel this? The yeah, different I, I, have, I have definitely experienced this. Yeah. As I get older, and I'm more comfortable with who I am, I find that I find other people who are similar. So I don't have it as much now. That's right. You, you do tend to attract like-minded people. 
But yeah, I've I've always been different from everybody. Like most guys that I know are into sports and drinking beer and hunting and fishing and all that. I don't care about any of that crap. Give me a good uh, movie or a Star Trek episode and give me some action figures to play with and put on my shelf. I'm good. And I've gathered people around like that now. But when I first moved here and back in university and even in high school, uh -uh, I was uh, a little bit different from everybody else. So, yes. so that's loneliness. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, and I know we've all experienced this, it's called no sweetheart loneliness. Even if you have lots of family and friends, you feel lonely because you don't have the intimate attachment of a romantic partner. Or maybe you have a partner, but you don't feel a deep connection to that person. All alone in the night. Hmm. Have you ever heard that? I think we all have. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. When you don't have a person. When you don't have a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, actually, I had been single for a while. And that's when Lynn came along into my life. I'd been single, uh, I don't know, a year or two. And I was lonely. Oh. And I grabbed on and attached. And that was not necessarily the best decision, but it made for a great podcast. That's episode 39, if you haven't heard it. And, and sometimes you can be with somebody and just don't have a connection. I've, yeah. ha I've had that. I've had that, too. In fact, I did a whole Rusted Robot episode called uh, How to Date a Non-Geek. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rusted Robot Podcast. It's episode 103 for the weekend of April 3rd, 2016. Yes, so, so I remember that. Yeah, because I've tried dating people who aren't similar to me, see if that was okay. And it's not. I need somebody who's more like me, or at least... Open to it. Open to it, or similar, or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four, no animal loneliness. Many people have a deep need to connect with animals. If this describes you, you are sustained by these relationships in a way that human relationships don't replace. While I love my dog Barnaby, I don't feel this myself. But many people feel like something important is missing if they don't have a dog or cat or, less conveniently, a horse in their lives. That would be me. Yeah? I've had a pet in my life. All of it. Okay. And... Losing a pet is horrible, but I notice even when I'm at people's houses, and I'm so used to having an animal around to distract me, or mm -hmm. if I am feeling awkward, yes, you know, I'll be that person at the party over petting the dog. Been yeah, there. That's me. That. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've had this too, because growing up, we always had cats, and then um, when Trish and I got together, that's Bishop's mom, she was allergic to cats, so I had no cats. And I'd always had cats. And we were together for nine years. Catless. Heather, catless. we were catless. Oh my God. Yes. And then um, as soon as I moved out, I got a cat. Yes. Yes, I did. And uh, I don't have any animals right now. No, oh, because you can just come to my house because I have a zoo. You have what? Three cats and three dogs? Yes. Yes. So that's plenty. And um, and Oda loves you. Yes. There's your cat love. That's true. That's true. But it's weird not having a cat or something here just to... Bring life into the house. Yeah. But I got on my plant. It's not the same thing. No, but you still have to talk to it. Mm -hmm. Do you talk to your plant? I don't. I, but I talk to all the animals that I see when I'm delivering the mail. What? I was actually, saw, I saw one today. Hey, buddy. And, and the girl said, oh, that, that's a female. I said, yeah, I call them all buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. Uh, let's see. Then we've got number five on the list here on this article from Psychology Today. No time for me loneliness. No time. There's never any time. I don't have time to study. I'll never get into Stanford. Sometimes you're surrounded by people who seem friendly enough, but they don't want to make the jump from friendly to friends. Maybe they're too busy with their own lives, or they have lots of friends already, so while you'd like a deeper connection, they don't seem interested. 
Or maybe your existing friends have entered a new phase that means they no longer have time for the things you all used to do. Everyone has started working very long hours or started a family so that your social scene has changed. I had that kind of in reverse because my friends were all single when I got married. Ah. So then I I didn't have time, but then even when I did have time, I didn't quite fit into what they wanted to do. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and it, like you said at the beginning, it's it's hard to make the jump from friendly to friends. Yes. Um, like at, at work, I've been at the post office for 12 years, and we're super friendly there, but we don't hang out outside of work. We have had a few times, but I don't have like my best friend at work or whatever, you know? So it's, it's hard to... Uh, we're all busy. Yeah. And Separate lives after work, right? It, it's true. It's true. Yeah, that kind of goes into the envy um, thing too. Relationships with people that already have a lot of friends and they're from... You, you try to hang out with them, but they're bringing up stories from right, way yes. back. And then you can kind of feel lonely because you don't share that bond with the other people. You remember when this happened? No, I wasn't there. I didn't know you back then. Yeah, yeah that, oh, that, that's the worst. That cuts you real deep, right to the core. Yeah, I should just go home now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, the sixth type of loneliness, and there's only seven folks, so uh, hang on there. Uh, untrustworthy friends loneliness. Sometimes you get in a situation where you begin to doubt whether your friends are truly well-intentioned, kind, and helpful. You're friends with people, but don't quite trust them. An important element of friendship is the ability to confide and trust. So if that's missing, you may feel lonely, even if you have fun with your friends. I haven't really had that since I was younger. Mm -hmm. I think as you get older, you hopefully make better choices, but there are some still evil people out there. There are, there are. They just don't have your best interests at heart. There was a meme I shared on Instagram the other day that said, uh, not all friend requests are friends, sometimes they're surveillance systems. That is perfect. That yeah. is exactly what it is. And and I've been told that I have friends on my friend list who were just there to see the train wreck of the relationship that was going to ensue. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I was told later after the relationship sure had ended did. that they had stayed on just to, just to see all the stuff that was going to happen. So there are some nasty people out there. Yes. I feel sorry for those people. Yes, they're not good people. But yeah, it's it's true. You you can sometimes feel that some of your people aren't necessarily uh, having your best in, interest at heart. What kind of loneliness do you think that falls into? That one there? The untrustworthy one? The friend that is the untrustworthy person. You have to have some kind of loneliness, something missing in you to do that oh, kind of crap, right? If, like we're trying to take it from their perspective. Yes. Like what's wrong with these people? Yes. Uh, I don't know if Maybe that's, that's the existential that loneliness. Can, right, they, they have some kind of void, so they have yeah. to mess with your life to yeah. uh, to feel better about themselves. Yeah. Friggin' existential malaise that'll get you every time. <laughs> All right, and the seventh and final type of loneliness is quiet presence loneliness. Sometimes you may feel lonely because you miss having someone else's quiet presence. You may have an active social circle at work or have plenty of friends and family, but you miss having someone to hang out with at home, whether that would mean living with a roommate, a family member, or a sweetheart. Just someone who's fixing a cup of coffee in the next room or reading on the sofa. So that's like just having that person there. They don't necessarily have to do anything. They just exist, and by their mere existence, they fulfill a certain void in your life. Most people have probably felt that a bit, too. Oh, for sure. I know I have. You know. Yes. When uh, when my marriage to Bridget broke up and I moved into a house by myself, I was alone. I had I had a cat, but it was a feral cat and it never really hung out with me. So I was not only missing the animal presence, I was missing like another person. So then uh, Carmen became my roommate maybe, what would you say, 
was it uh, about eight months after I moved in? Yeah, probably about that. Something like that. Yeah. So then she was there, and we didn't always hang out. She'd be up in her room sometimes watching TV, but she was there. And there's that noise. There's that feeling when there's someone else in the house. Yeah. Like now, I'm living in the house by myself. I, I don't have a roommate. I don't have a cat. But every Sunday, I have Sunday morning coffee club, and people come over, and we hang out, and we talk, and they don't have to talk about anything in particular. Thursday night is Star Trek night. The new episode comes out, and people come over and watch it. So I don't have people here all the time, but I fill the void with the people. In a healthy way. Yes, exactly. So that's the seven types of loneliness. I was lonely. And uh, the article goes on to say, if you read this list and you're thinking, yes, I do feel lonely, it's important to realize why we feel lonely, because only then can we see how we might address it. If you're no time for me lonely, for instance, maybe a solution would be to work with people on a project where you'd be doing an endeavor together on something you've all made time for. My mother once noted, and I think it's very true, it's easier to make friends when you're working together on a project. And also... Loneliness is a major factor in unhappiness, so it's an important area to tackle if you're working on making yourself happier. So, that was a bit of psychology today and another article about existential loneliness. How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling fine. You're not lonely? <laughs> I, no, I'm not lonely, but I was able to see that I do have some loneliness in my life. Aspects of each of the seven at certain times, but not necessarily all at once. Correct. And existential. It's uh, interesting to know that we all have this void at times that uh, we need to work on ourselves to fix. Well, let me uh, just look up what existential actually means for our listeners here. And it's concerned with existence, especially human existence as viewed in the theories of existentialism. Okay, well that tells us absolutely nothing. Uh, but there is a thing here that says, what does existential really mean? And it says, if something is existential, it has to do with human existence. If you wrestle with big questions involving the meaning of life, you may be having an existential crisis. Existential can also relate to existence in a more concrete way. So, it really doesn't tell us anything. No, I think it's it... one of those words that make you sound smart, but I think what it means is the fundamentalness of your humanity. Yeah, and I think it's that, you know, how we're always trying to figure out why we're here, what we're supposed to be doing. How come my life is not on the right track? Like it's a very philosophical type thing. Yes. So I think that is a pretty good primer on loneliness, what it is, the different types. Yes, and I think people should give us some feedback, and then we can get deeper into it. That's true. And much like Vanda did, I hope I'm saying your name right, email, she emailed me at soulforgepodcast at gmail.com, where all of our listeners can do the same thing. It's great. And it's, do it. Yes. And it's appreciated very much. Uh, so uh, I guess we didn't have any real solutions on how to get over loneliness. I think that's an individual journey that we all must take. But first you have to recognize what kind of loneliness that you have. And then once you figure that out, then you can go from there and rectify it. What do you think? I think that is perfectly said. Oh, good. I just made that up right on the spot. Uh, but now it's time to end the podcast. So I thank you for being a guest host this week. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate it. And uh, listeners, thanks for coming by and listening to our ramblings and our deep philosophical discussions and our stories and everything else that we talked about. And Vanda, thanks for your email. And we look forward to hearing from more listeners. And until next time, remember... Loneliness adds beauty to life. It puts a special burn on sunsets and makes night air smell better. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. 
Find us on Twitter at SoulForgePod or email the show via SoulForgePodcast at gmail.com. SoulForge is a production of Sean Vanderloo and Friends. You can find Sean on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Remember to visit SoulForgePodcast.com for all of our social media links and share the show with everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. same no matter how we've grown colors of our skin defections in our bones there's one thing we share everyone everywhere we're all alone we're all alone everyone is fundamentally lonely whether you trust science or a church because we're scared some of us make pairs and some are still on the search But everyone is fundamentally lonely So here's daily advice You're in pain, everyone feels the same So just be nice What do you lose when life's already the worst? Leave a better tip, let that guy in line first We're all lonely, pay for his coffee Pick up that trash I know it's not your trash Everyone is fundamentally lonely Sometimes it comes out as rage Screaming in a store They're lonely at the core So be calm when you engage Everyone is fundamentally lonely I'm not saying sacrifice Lend some support at the airport It won't kill you to be nice Everything is stupid Success is a projection. We're all quietly helpless. Being nice is a connection. Blaring your car horn won't make you feel tremendous. But picking up something someone dropped will make this whole thing less horrendous. Everyone is fundamentally lonely, even ones pretending they're not. Be nice today, it'll make things just slightly okay On this lonely little blue dot This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. I was lonely. <laughs>